With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello and welcome back to the Strathclyde Fusion Alumni Radio Takeover in aid of Kuhn Review and Cancer Research UK. Uh, thanks to Kwaku there for his magnificent two hours of Strathclyde headliners. We're now going to go into something that's a bit more of a different pace. Um, pretty much we've had interviews, obviously, over the last couple of days from the guys from Kuhn Review, uh, Print Speaking for the Blind. Obviously, Kwaku had one with DJ Phil. But now I'm going to have a wee chat to a man who's, um, say, leading a revolution, if that's safe to say. Uh, this is the owner of Insane Championship Wrestling. It's a Mr. Mark Dallas. Hello. Mark, how you doing? No bad, mate, no bad. Is my mic on? Ah, you're, ah, you're good, mate. Sorry, these headphones are very staticky. It's horrendous. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take them off and just read from the from the levels. No so, worries, mate, no worries. Uh, so, hi, Mark. Thanks for coming in for us today. Uh, obviously, um, you've been on quite a journey for the last. I, uh, I got the bus in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I got the subway, but um, I, I, it's been a, a mental few years. I still use ten uh, late last year. Uh, it was That's ten the end of last year, I think it was. Aye. Aye. So, aye, so it's been a it's been a mental decade. Uh, for any listeners to the sh- to the show who aren't aware of ICW, first of all, where what have you been? Well, where have you? Where's rang me? Where have you been? I know exactly. Uh, but uh, in Glasgow, you don't know what ICW is, man. Clearly not yourself. Clearly not being the barras. Maybe if you just moved here for like the Hebrides or something to go to uni. Fair enough. <laughs> Give you a couple of weeks to acclimatise. But see, after that, if you don't know what ICW is, man, go home. <laughs> go back. <laughs> right. So it's, a, it's essentially, it's a Scottish wrestling promotion known for being, bringing back the old school style of, um, obviously if you know about it, the, EC, the ECW style. Uh, say, as Mark said, it's been going for 10 years. Started off in the lowlands of Mary Hill. Yep. And on to last year where they sold, well, Pretty much sold at your allocation for the. Eh, no, no, no. It was six thousand. Was it six thousand one hundred ninety something? Uh, it was we sold for it. It was packed and it was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't have the top tier open, so this year I hope to get the top tier opened. Um, oh no, we did have the top tier open, but not the entire tier. So mm. um, there was a bit of it that was cut and off. Mm-hmm. So I think we could get about ten thousand all in in there. Right. Uh, so. That is the plan to eventually sell that bad boy out. I'm, I'm no, um, I'm no aiming for that this year. If I can at least get say seven or eight thousand, I'll be really happy. You know, um, it's a progression upward mm-hmm. movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, from where you've came from, pretty much ten years ago, you can't complain with it. Obviously, I had thirty-five people in the crowd at one time, mate, and one of them was in the front row reading the newspaper. So, oh, really? That's uh, aye, aye, aye. Um, so that's 
a big change for the hydro to that. <laughs> um, even the barras is still surreal whenever we do that. The fact that we're in the barras Hall of Fame mental, man. Uh, I think we've run that four, four times now. Right. Uh, sold it out four times. We're running that again on April 16th. So that'll be like the fifth time. And if we sell it again, that's five times we've sold it to barras. And there's somebody from Glasgow. I don't think if you're, if you're from outside of Glasgow, you won't really know like the prestige and the history and how important a venue that is to people from this city. But all in the world, it's known like it's known as one of the best music venues ever. Like people come here that are big music acts and like they've done like big massive buildings and they'll turn them down to go so they can do the barras one time to just say they've done the barras. We go to do it all these different times. I think it's because it's known for obviously the you get the market and that type of stuff. Aye, although there is a, a wee bit of a factoid about the barras, I'll tell you, is uh, the floor. Under you now the flares might have a bounce to it. Mm-hmm. Well, under, under the floor is rows and rows of tennis balls. Oh really? Yep. There's a guy, the guy that uh, runs the place talking about that. Mm-hmm. A guy called Willie. It was a uh, Canadian maple oak. The floor's made of. Right. And there's a small gap beneath the floor, and it's just thousands upon thousands of rows of tennis balls to get that wee extra bounce. bounce. Uh, I can, oh, I can attest to that because I've been thrown from the ring onto the floor, and I, I did in fact bounce. So there is a bounce in the floor. Jeez, jeez, oh, well, there's, there's something there. There's something. Who says you don't learn something every day? <laughs> there's tennis balls under the barras flare. That's it. Yeah. There you go. So, so I, Mark, as I said to you earlier, I've got a few questions, obviously, to ask you to, to chat. Um, if anybody wants to give any of their questions to Mark, uh, we are on Twitter with the hashtag Fusion Alumni Takeover. Uh, obviously, you can drop me a message on Facebook as well. I'm sure Mark will be able to answer most of my questions, as long as it's to an extent and not... Yeah, yeah. Not, not a problem. Aye, mate. Aye. So obviously, you started off ten years ago, through the Mary Hill days. Uh, everybody who knows you knows you are you were obviously a wrestling fan. Mm. Was that your main reason for coming into, it, or did you have any other motives for starting off? Um, it was all because there wasn't a wrestling show that I really wanted to watch on the TV anymore or anywhere for that that fact like mm-hmm. you did get your hardcore companies as you would call them mm-hmm. I would call them our garbage companies so like <laughs> people would say like garbage wrestling is, is like a term uh, like just weapons for the sake of it blood for the sake of it stuff mm-hmm. like that and I to be fair in our early days we might have done a bit of that uh, ourselves but no to the extent these other companies done like every match like there's matches where people are pulling out garden strimmers and stuff like that it's a bit overkill so there wasn't a product that appealed to me in terms of the wrestling and also the storylines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. WWE, uh, WWF at the time had to go back to being aimed at a, a, a younger demographic because of uh, a lot of their sponsors were pulling out mm-hmm. because the attitude era was mental. So all, the, all the sort of adult content and the bad language and the, the sexual content. Ah, uh, the pimps. <laughs> the pimps in the... Ah, he's worked for me. Worked for me a couple of years ago. Ah, I remember seeing that. Lovely uh, gentleman. Lovely gentleman. He is, he owns a strip club in Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. Aye, he's like, uh, cheers. D'Lo Brown works there. <laughs> uh, no way, mate. D'Lo Brown works there. So, um, I it was just, I wanted to create something that I could watch, but the weird thing about that was once I created it, I could not watch it because I was the guy making it. Aye. So I never really thought about that, but um, <laughs> aye, it was just uh, there was wasn't a product that appealed to me. Also, I'd uh, I just I I just wanted to try it. I was always I'd trained years before, but I'd only ever trained in wrestling. Uh, back then, you couldn't just go on the internet and hire a ring or something like that. So you had to know somebody in the business. So I was uh-huh. just trying to get my foot in the door to uh, 
my intention was always to be a promoter. I had no intention of ever being a wrestler. Aye. Now you can just go online and just hire a wrestling ring and people know that and wrestlers are just go and take the bookings because why not, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, aye, back then it was a lot yeah, it was a lot more of a closed door sort of industry and you had to know somebody to know somebody to get the ring to get this and get the contacts to get the wrestlers and X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. So aye, that was that was why I started it. It was just um for my own selfish um, reasons okay. I wanted to watch something that wasn't, didn't exist anymore so I decided to create it uh-huh. and so I, I, as you said um, when you were initially started you were um, only set, had about 35 people in Maryhill Community Centre mm-hmm. and uh, there was a point about, oh, really where you took a few years out uh, a year Is that we took a year out uh, well a bit, maybe a bit longer than a year so I ran 2006, I ran two, th- ran two shows in 2006 at the end of the year, that's when we started. First show was October 15th, 2006. Then we ran, I think it was three mayor the next year. And then in 2008 we didn't run, and then we ran again in 2009. Mm-hmm. But that was only one or two shows, and then we came back properly in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's when we ran five shows uh, in the uh, Mary Hill Cent- Community Central Halls. Mm-hmm. Well, we only ended up running four because the four shows that we ran got such a good reception that then a nightclub wanted us to go and run mm-hmm. in their nightclub. And then when we went to a nightclub, that's where we had the lights for the nightclub, the sound mm-hmm. rig, big bar, over 18s, mm-hmm. all the elements came together, and that was where the real ICW that everybody kind of knows now kind of came to fruition. Well, you got that pretty much that image of being the, obviously the. It's kind of like, like, I don't know, like every wrestling company now in the UK, like people are running bars and clubs all the time. But mm-hmm. at the time, it wasn't really a done thing. There wasn't a lot of people doing it. In fact, I don't think there was anybody doing it. And um, you know, it's just normal for people to run these sort of venues. And I think we were kind of the, the forerunner for all yeah. that sort of thing. Because at that time, it was pretty much just, obviously, you were saying the attitude there had finished. That was pretty much the... The John Cena, yeah, ruthless aggression. Ruthless I believe it was called. Ruthless. That was a pre. That was pre PG. PG was in two thousand. I was. Aye, aye, no, it was uh, ruthless aggression. Was the one right after the Attitude Era, I'm sure. Aye. And then it was either like, PG era. And now they were the, was it the reality era they're calling oh, the it? New, the new era or something. Like that. I believe so it's, it's getting called now. I think, that's that, I think they've got too many errors. I, I know, I know, man. It's just an issue. You, you shouldn't <laughs> have that many errors. It's just move things on. But they never called the area area we. we um, Hulk and all that, not called that an era. Ah. It was just the wrestling. It was just res- wrestling, Hulk. I Hulk. Saturday night main event. Aye. All that type of stuff. Uh, but see, when you had that time off, did you ever think, did you ever doubt that you were going to get back into it, or was it just always going to be a temporary thing? I did doubt I was going to get back into it because it was the amount of money it cost to run and never really made any money. Actually, the lowest money um, right. when the first couple of shows I ran. And then I had to go and get a job, and I had a house, and I had all these. So when I first ran it, I was staying at my mom's house. It was mm-hmm. only like 18, 19, something like that. So I didn't really have any responsibilities and things I had to pay out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could, I could, a loss was a, was a kick in the teeth, but mm-hmm. I could deal with it. Aye. Whereas now I had a house and responsibilities mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't really think it was going to happen. And then I met my, my missus, Helen, mm-hmm. and then we had a, a wee boy, Danny, and then I was kind of like, oh, this, this really isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, sorry, sorry. Danny hadn't been born yet, mm-hmm. um, but she was pregnant with Danny. So right. while she was pregnant with Danny, I was like, this, I'm not going to feasibly be out there. But she could say that my soul was crushed mm-hmm. uh, by the fact that I was just going to be 
and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, a 95, and just I go to my work, and then I come home, and then I sit down, and then I go to IKEA, and mm-hmm. all that sort of life. I just I'm not that sort of guy. It's just known for me, man. And mm-hmm. um, she saw how soul destroying it was for me. So I'm out working every day, doing a life care job, which I hated, but it was good pay because it was a council job. But right. I just hated it, man. And she was like, go and run an R show. So that's when I ran about in 2009. That, that show had a tiny, tiny crowd there and all. But all the wrestlers or my mates that I'd known that worked for me, mm. it all sort of evolved. And this is the show where like, Renfrew debuted. And like, we had the, go- the, the gold label, which was before the black label, they formed in this show. And back then, no, it doesn't seem like that big a deal, but back then it was like, you wouldn't take f- three or four big names off a show mm-hmm. and put them in the same segment. Mm-hmm because it would cost you too much money for that one segment, you would split them into different matches. So I was like, that's exactly why we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and that was the sort of catalyst for that that night, and they were going to be the, a super group. I remember I was going, this has got to be a super group. Mm-hmm. And um, so that formed, Renfrew debuted. He'd been wearing wrestling tights um, not long before. And I was like, he was like, what do you want me to do? And I went, just take your tap off, melt your jeans, and come out with a buck fast. And that was kind of the... Birth of the Renfrew I, that you know now. That I couldn't imagine Renfrew wearing tights. I, I it's was, just, it, it just, I it, used to bam up and say, look, look, generic wrestler B, when you put pure, um, when you were playing like Warzone or something like that aye, on PlayStation yeah. 1, when you click, click randomise, that was Renfrew. Um, aye, it's, it's surreal to look at him. Well, it was weird seeing him wearing the yellow boots at the Hydro. Well, there's a story behind that, that's actually uh, Coach Tripp's boots. Coach Trips, but because uh, Coach Trip was Adam Shame, that was his name. Yeah, Adam, I remember that. Down, Adam Shame was the was down in England, one thing in England, and these. I he worked in England and he worked up here. He was the NWA Scottish Heavyweight Champion at one point. He worked for SWA, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Shamer was when we all started. We were dead young, and all the older sort of wrestlers were a bit brazen. We all the trainers were a bit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A pain or treating you like you're beneath them. Shamer was always pure sound so we had a lot of time for Shema so it was kind of like a wee how everybody in my group was wearing yellow it was like DCT and that was out yellow Uh, Coach was out with his son wearing the yellow football strip Um, Sha Samuels was wearing yellow so then it was like Gradle's wearing yellow Mm -hmm. so he ran for the event in yellow because obviously he was kind of half trained as well by Shema back in the day Right. Uh, Shema gave him his boots so it was kind of like, aye. So it looked like big Billy Conley's big banana feet, but <laughs> uh, it was, either that's the cool wee story behind that because we all love uh, Coach Tripp. Coach Tripp's, um, he pretty much is trending from what I've seen with that very, with that. 170,000 views so far, 1,000 uh, shares uh, and that. It was, that was actually brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we made two, we made two. One of them was, uh, one of them was Noam Dahl getting kicked off the balcony. That never ended up in line because it's like it was two different people in the office made two of them. And I was like, right, what one will we put up? Because we can't put two up. It's overkill. I was like, we put the coach one up. I think we made the right choice. The coach. If you've not seen it, go to YouTube. Go to the Insane Championship Wrestling YouTube page. It's the one, I think it's one of the most recent. It was up yesterday. It was uh, it's up on the Facebook page as well. If you just type uh, in like uh, Insane Championship Wrestling Facebook, the first thing it comes up. And I, it's one of the top videos. I think it's like the second top post on the page. It is absolutely brilliant. If you were <laughs> if you were there live, it was even better. Six star match. That match is amazing. Sixth, uh, sixth, six star match. So we called it. That match is amazing. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, so you were saying there, obviously, uh, yeah, Renfrew came in about that time, about two thousand and nine. I think you also got uh, was it Jester that started coming in around about that time as Jester well. Jester came in. Uh, yes, that was Jester's first. Sh- no. 
J- Jester had worked one show before we shut down, but it was only like one match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he worked, I, he was back at this show, and this is where he sort of became the Jack Jester we know now. Mm-hmm. So he was like, see, that's the story behind this as well. Before I'd came back and ran again, it was he'd phoned me. I don't right. even know how he'd got my number, and he was like, I've got this character, nobody will let me do it. You're the only person that will do it. Do you want to run an R show? And I was like, I'd, I'd only ever met him like two or three times in my whole life. And I was like, I, I'll think about it. And then that's when Helen was like, look, go and do it, man. Just go and do it. Something to like creatively fulfill you if you're going to have to go and do this horrible life that you don't like. No, no the family side, family is brilliant. Just the pure working and a job I despise. There's people I don't like uh, and all that. And um, so then I went and ran the show and I remember it was, he was fighting William Grange. And uh, he, yeah. he had a, a dominatrix with him called um, Lolly. Right. And Lolly was about for a couple of years working with us, and she was eating pancakes, I remember, with food colouring in them. Like, what are you eating pancakes for? So, so I can vomit on command. Like, right. Right, okay. Just, I've got a noose. Like, all right. So, right, wait to see this. So he has the match, and there's a bit where like, Lolly like, uh, vomits down on and mashes it into Granger's face, and then. Jester puts the noose around his neck and drags him around the hall. Right. And we took the forty, and that forty was the poster for the next show. So the poster for the next show was Jack Jester dragging a Langley Flair, a human being, by the neck with a noose. Right. So it's insane wow. championship wrestling. Wow. So <laughs> when we come back, we go to the big hall, uh, and we'd sold like seventy-three tickets. Good, good, good draw. We had a, a death match, our first proper death match, mm-hmm. uh, and that was Jester versus Rob Cage. Mm-hmm. And the he was about to had a spool of barbed a full spool, and he cut his head open. And um, the photo of him cutting his head open with a spool of barbed wire became the poster for the next one, which moved into the smaller hall in Maryhill. Mm-hmm. Sold it. Next one sold it. Had to put chairs right up to the back. Next one sold it. Had to turn people away. And then that's when we went to nightclubs. It's, it's quite an interesting gimmick, though. It doesn't really surprise me. Other people when they do it. <laughs> the, the one I always remember was a. Uh, was it ECW when Kurt Angle was about to sign? And they did the one with him. Was it Sandman and Raven, the crucifixion? Uh, and, yeah. and pretty much, because I think Angle was uh, Angle was close to signing for them. And then he kind of backed out of it because of that. Because there was a couple of people interested in him. I think it was like, um, it was like the, the, the WWF wanted to go to like a dojo sort of thing. It was like a Dory Funk training thing. Right. That, um, he ended up going to that. I'm sure it was like people like Edge and all that. Mm-hmm. Empty. Um in the IECW there was an interest there as well and I that they done that angle they done a lot of crazy angles man um, we've done some in our time too we've been we've been thrown off telly before we've we've been thrown off my channel and all that I was that. I've actually got a, a something about mention about that actually oh, in, the, cool. in, in there about that uh, but with the obviously with Jester and Renfrew a lot of them are still there I and obviously you're, you're bringing in all these you've got a lot of you guys coming in as well mm-hmm. you've got obviously the likes of like the Joe Henry's you've got like the was it like the Space Boss type guys, so like Aaron Echo, D- Ravy Davy, and that type of stuff? Is it good having like your jesters and your Renfrews there for these guys? Oh, to help, I, help with them. Uh, Space Boss just kind of ran its course. That was only like a series. There was like six of them, mm-hmm. and it was also I could do the joke of Space Boss four, five, six, mm-hmm. and then go back and go one, two, three. <laughs> but uh, I know the longest joke in the world, man. I don't even know if we got to Space Boss two thousand, which was meant to be the next one. There was, a, that was, there was a couple of them. I think it's uh, it kind of ran for a bit, and, uh, then, uh, and then that, that was it done. I was thinking that recently with Fight Club, and was like, whatever happened to Space Boss? Uh, <laughs> it kind of just fell it off. It was just a joke. <laughs> it was just a joke. That um, no, the shows, but that we sort no. of thing was a, a thing for me. I um, you need to amuse yourself. Aye. Uh, 
but it's mere GPWA and we've got some trainees that come from other schools Aye. like um, there's, there's, there's Esther, eh, sorry Source and there's like, eh, PBW Academy and stuff like that mm-hmm. so there's a constant influx of young talent coming through mm-hmm. um, a lot of guys we use in are from the Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum which is eh, based in the same building as ICW it's the asylum at Toonheed mm-hmm. um, they've just had a new intake there there's, there's just I think there's about 40 guys that train there some of them will make it a lot of them won't mm-hmm. um, those that will make it there's so much potential there's so many decent guys come through that could be moulded into something special but in order for that to happen they need to work with these more experienced guys even like um, I like your Joe Hendry and stuff like that a year or two ago we're still learning from more experienced guys you never stop learning but um, I there's, there's guys come through your Ravy Davies CS Rose, The Purge, uh, Kez Evans, stuff like that. And then Aye. you've got a couple of guys for I like to say the other schools that are that are really starting to like show serious potential Aye. as well. Because you find with the guys like um, like with Joe Henry for example, they don't obviously get right, right into the how they work because it took Henry a few years to kind of find mold it, find himself because he was originally way, well, uh, him and Kenny Williams were the team obviously. Then he went up there, he had that time away. I it's um, storyline obviously. It's, it's more um, it's more about finding something that works for you. And I remember when he started doing the wee uh, hype intro videos, mm-hmm. uh, parody videos. Um, he done one or two, and he done all right, but he never really picked up. And then he done just boom boom Jack Jester's in my room, and I went. Mm-hmm. The reaction to go. I remember he came backstage, and I was like, "That's it. It needs to be pop culture stuff. It needs to be stuff that everybody's heard. Mm-hmm. So you need to do big songs, and then he just." ran with it and then it was I'm Drew I would die I would die and all these other ones and um, like Bohemian Rhapsody at the Hydro I know such a, su- it's like, that's what I said to him I was like you need to do songs that everybody can knows like as soon as they hear that they'll go that's Bohemian Rhapsody that's this that's that mm-hmm. and that was a real major thing for him but also wrestling wise I mean he's dedicated an incredible amount of time to learn uh, to wrestle and get better did he train for the Olympics was that true what it was was um, there was a bit where Insane Fight Club 2 was getting filmed and they were going to try and include some extra people and I went, why don't you go and learn to be an amateur wrestler, see if something happens. So right. obviously they didn't end up including anything because it was just, it's only an hour or so. Mm-hmm. But he went, aye, cool. Came back a week later and he was like, I'm ranked second in the country. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He went, aye, I might be going to the Commonwealth Games. So he's no qualified, but he's in the running and he's, I think he's definitely got fights coming up in the next wee while where if he wins them mm-hmm. Joe Henry's going to go to the Commonwealth Games representing Scotland he's, he's one of these he's a handsome big bugger he can sing he, he, he can wrestle he's and he puts his mind to that he does it's like it's like a, a, a character in some sort of sitcom in America that isn't real oh why don't you try amateur wrestling Joe uh, yeah sound <laughs> and then he comes back oh, I'm ranked second in the country like, of course you are Joe of course you're ranked second in the country you just showed up and became ranked se- no even I showed up and better cut of people I showed up and became ranked second in the country it's like I don't even doubt it Joe I don't, don't even doubt it mate the only thing you couldn't do was get rid of the violence and the swear words but that's another that's that's maybe for <laughs> that's maybe for the future you know it's one, st- one step at a time you know but that's it. as you say he's a talented guy I, I remember um, was it the first Shug's house party mm-hmm. he played him and his band played the intermission. Uh, oh, intermission. I I, it was obviously it was obviously leading. It obviously led into him getting this destroyed by Dave. That was the first show. I, was, I think that was the first show. I was at. And uh, is that Shug's know, house party? Shug's house party at the ABC. The first one. Aye. Oh. 
I forgot about that. There's so much happened in that show. That's why my still game showed up now, isn't it? Aye, still know. game, Drew. Drew, aye. Uh, what else happened in that show? There's hollers that happened. That show was brilliant. I was like, back in the I'm quite glad that was the first one I went to, or else we might not have been having this interview today, <laughs> to be aye, fair. Aye, aye. To be fair, so it's quite good, but I. He is a su- super talented, and that's it. we'll talk a bit more about that later. I've got obviously, we talked about Drew, it's a bit on that. Uh, you were saying, obviously, but you, you were on telly, and obviously, you get kicked off of telly. Yep. It was a it was a bit of a scheduling issue, I think it might have been yes, said. Yes, we had a, a channel we were on called My Channel, and uh, they were the Pioneers, I reckon, and we weren't the Pioneers either, but it was just like, do you want to mess me? Do you want a TV slot? Oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like, right, we'll give you, I think it was like three in the morning or something to start mm-hmm. with. Or, I think it's like, no, one in the morning. Mm-hmm. We'll give you 1 a.m. All right, cool. Give me 1 a.m. Became one of the highest rated shows in the channel. Now, you could get this on Sky. Like, you get this. If you had Sky, it was on like the, the bottom line package. It wasn't like mm-hmm. you had to subscribe to a certain package to get it. Like, if you had Sky Telly, you had this channel. Right. So right. that's like 20 million people. Mm-hmm. So we're getting like, Ten thousand, fifteen thousand viewers. So they moved us to nine o'clock at night. So we would be on at nine and be the highest rated show on the channel for the week. Mm-hmm. And then the repeat of the same show at one o'clock that night mm-hmm. would be the second highest rated show on the channel for that week. We were storming it right, mm-hmm. and the show wasn't even that. It was rough around the edges. Not when I look back now, I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's hard to watch because, like, obviously the pr- production side, lighting, cameras, all ah. that sort of thing, we're a lot more polished now. But um, at the time we were smoking, and it was on this channel, man, just blown out of water. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to him, I was like, look, can I, can I maybe get a sponsor? It's like, fuck yeah. Because I think I was talking to like, I think it was like Red Bull or oh, Rockstar, that's what it was. And they were like, I will, will sponsor it. So what happened was, it was all about to happen. And mm-hmm. I was going to quit my job. I did quit my job. <laughs> I quit my job in spectacular fashion. Told my boss to go fuck himself. Oh, it's all right. No, no, no. Sorry. You did, you did, you did no bad, there, mate. That was half an hour. I know. No, no. <laughs> told my boss to go. It's fine. Away. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. We're I'm good. Really, we're good. Uh, we're good. Off. We're talking about offcom, and that may be an offcom issue. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, you're fine, mate. On you go. Eh, uh, sorry about that, mate. Nah, it's cool, man. Uh, I told my boss to bolt, um, <laughs> and then I, I walked out, and as I walked out, my phone went. And I, as my phone went, I was like, hey, hello, who's this? And I'm like, oh, this is, um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's like, and this is for my channel. Uh, we've had to pull the show off the air. I'm like, what? He's like, aye, Ofcom complaint. Like, no way, man, really? Like, aye, Ofcom complaint. Um, I'm like, well, what, what, what's the complaint? And he's like, oh, there was a bit where there was a swear word that was worse than the one I just said. <laughs> So you can imagine what that is, begins with a C, getting repeated over and over and over again by the crowd, and um, BT gun covered in blood, Mm. Uh, Mikey Atlash in all his glory, throwing him (laughs) off the balcony of the garage, and um, I was like, ah, that'll do it, Mm. that sounds like something that somebody could complain about, (laughs) but here's the thing, I'd actually said to the channel when we started I was like so what's your guidelines expecting to get this big massive book like section 1 paragraph 5 you can do this you can't do that blah blah mm. blah and it was like an email with one sentence um, and I was like is that it and they went I just named it and you're fine <laughs> so I was like oh here we go man how far can I push this boat out like <laughs> what can I get away with on this channel so I was on a mission man today the most 
debaucherous stuff we could possibly do just to see if it would fly. So it come it comes out like about a couple of days later that in fact Wisney um who are programming, it was the fact that they dared the programming after the watershed. Mm-hmm. So in the contract they could air it and air five repeats throughout the week. So they have repeats for like three, four in the morning and stuff like that. Just just to fill up the schedule on the night. Mm-hmm. And um one of them, I believe it was like a Sunday morning or a Saturday night morning or whatever, would be five it would start. The show's an hour long. The mm-hmm. watershed ends at half five, so there's half an hour that's out with the watershed, which it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was one single complaint and it was some parent down in England kid their kid got up to eat their wee cocoa pops or whatever. Apparently telling to watch cartoons. And so a man dressed as a woman throwing a guy covered in blood <laughs> off the balcony of the garage while everybody chanted a swear word. Jeez. So, aye, that's, that's kind of what happened. And then the son of all people um, cleared their name because they phoned them. And then the channel was like, whenever they were phoning the channel, the channel would answer the phone, the receptionist, and then start speaking in Spanish. Like, oh, this is hanging uh-huh. from Sunday talking about ice. Obviously, start speaking in Spanish. So then, his son went and got somebody that spoke Spanish mm-hmm. to phone them. And then, when he started speaking Spanish, he started speaking Spanish. Then they hung the phone up. So then, he just went, right, we're not going to get a hold of him. So then, he just went straight to Ofcom, talked to Ofcom. Ofcom filled us in in the whole thing. Uh-huh. The son ran a story and kind of cleared their name. But that could have been a really bad black mark against ICW. We recently, um, as. as uh, recent as two weeks ago, we had an episode of our show pulled off uh, Fight Network, which airs in like four countries with mm-hmm. Martina. Aye. Uh, because Martina done something with a, a prophylactic that was uh, questionable. Yeah, but she. You, you, you can see that. I mean, from the show <laughs> I was at, that makes a bit of sense, to be Aye. fair. That's, that wasn't even that one. Was it, it even was that? the one before that. So this one heals even worse. Oh, so my God. So she pulls the tobler on it and all that. Oh, my so, God. So um, I've had to, I think we've had to, I think we're going to creatively cut that bit, kind of like the South Park <laughs> game where they cut out the bit for the EU market. Aye, just yeah. have the wee graphic on the screen. We're going to mm-hmm. maybe do something similar, have her with a chalkboard, the wee doll, <laughs> put Toll's face on it or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Do you think you'll ever get back in telly again? Um. Yes, uh, yes, I do. Right. We'll get back and tell you. We had been offered a lot of things in the UK, but they were things that were like, "Oh, you need to not do this and not do that and not do that." To the point where it wasn't like I can come and go, but I understand that we maybe need to not swear as much and not do this as much and maybe mm-hmm. not believe as much. I get all that, mm-hmm. but when you're t- saying don't do all these things, it's like. Ah, you mate, you well, it's not ICW then you might as well just go and get somebody else do you ah, know what I mean well like, I, you're going to kill the show die and then mm-hmm. we'll die with it because we won't be ICW I know, you just lose your image don't you it's Aye. like you need you kind of lose but kind of made but the thing always boggled my mind when I had meetings with TV channels was right so you're talking to me because you've heard us because we're ICW mm-hmm. and then the first thing you want me to do is change everything and no be ICW <laughs> but the reason you're talking to me is because we're ICW Aye. otherwise you wouldn't have had me in for a meeting it actually makes my brain hurt try <laughs> wrap my mind around how the logic of that but Aye. obviously when you're dealing with TV people it's like understandable they don't watch wrestling they don't know wrestling they don't know what it is that mm-hmm makes us special or different or whatever you might have worded it but I just so there's, there's has been offers there's been alright offers no bad offers for like Sky Channels and some other places but right. like his challenge pulled challenge have pulled the wrestling there pretty much aye, so that, that, they were obviously people, they were obviously the main aye, ones and but you people can tweeted about um, I still be going on it to the point where 
challenge fund my email emailed me to say can you ask the ICW fans to stop <laughs> 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 tweeting us because I think it's just a different direction now. I think they were kind of uh, dying a wee bit with money-wise. I think they were kind of uh, gone down. I think they're so going back to the old that's game show thing. Re- repeats of uh, game shows. They're uh-huh. not creating any new content anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of, aye, they just didn't have the budget anymore to uh, buy new content. So they just got rid of everything. Aye. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. aye. so um, obviously with the TV, there was, uh, everybody knows about, there was the same fight club on BBC. Mm-hmm. What was it that the, the BBC say what brought you, um, you their attention on that to get you on that show? Uh, there's was a Vice documentary called The British Wrestler. Is that the, the Grado one? Aye. I actually signed a contract for that recently. I think that might end up going on Viceland, that TV channel. Right. Um, uh, aye, so it was a Vice documentary called The British Wrestler mm-hmm. that kind of uh, highlighted Grado winning the belt. But mm-hmm. he lost it later that night. That's a bit of the show. Aye, so he didn't aye, actually aye. win it. Aye, aye. Uh, Lightning's fit was on the rope. Aye. Um, but we'd done it, it was like the pure big Rocky story and it was brilliant. It was like just such perfectly timed that that got captured by that and then mm-hmm. the, that led to Channel 4 mm-hmm. asking for a, a taster tape to get made. The taster tape's like a 10 minute long thing that they showed to their bosses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they commissioned that to get made after a production company based in Scotland called, uh, in Glasgow, doing a Charing Cross called IWC. They made mm-hmm. things like Home is Under the Hammer and stuff like that. Um, and they they made the tape with us. Um, they gave it to Stuart Crosgrove, I believe it was, at Channel Four Scotland. He's mm-hmm. the, the big the big cheese there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved it. He sent it, so it's meant to get sent to England to a department. So it's meant to, like what, documentaries, I suppose, we get factual or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sent in, and then they would decide if it's in their budget to make this. But he sent it over all the, the department seeds, which is pretty unheard of, uh-huh. to the big boss, the main boss, mm-hmm. don't, don't know her name, <laughs> but um, she said, I've only found this out like a year later, she'd sat in it for weeks, 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 I hadn't heard anything, thought it would all died, and then she went, oh, it was, uh, it's too Scottish. Too Scottish? Aye, it's, it's well, insulting, isn't it? I know, it's, um, it's bad. Too Scottish, whatever that means, um, aye. Bit, if we say something's too English, that's it's just it's just, it's it's, it's no, I won't say it's racism, but I'll <laughs> say it's no far off it. It's pretty much the same thing. How can you be too Scottish? I know. Oh, turn that, um, turn that BBC Alba if it's too Scottish. I, it's, it's like a Gaelic channel, mate. What are you talking about? Aye. It's overly Gaelic, that channel. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? So it's like, I so said it was too Scottish. So then, basically, what happens is the person, um, the production company that make it taster tape hmm. then have the rights to shop it about anywhere they want right so they'd been doing it bbc scotland and they were meeting uh, oh my god i can't remember who it was anyway there was there was the commissioner and mm-hmm. he was he was watching it and you know he was watching a bunch of different tapes they were seeing about different stuff that he get commissioned uh-huh. and then all of a sudden he's like i heard you've got i don't know even know how he knew this he's like i heard you've got a wrestling thing mm-hmm. so I, can i see it so they Sent somebody, ran away back up to IWC, go to the tape, take it down, put the tape in, and for what I heard, it was two minutes into the tape, and he went, I love this, I'm going to give this a one special. Didn't even watch the full tape. He's like, this, this is going to go on BBC Scotland. So I, that's how that came about. And then I can remember the, the director, Adrian McDowell, saying, this is going to change your life. And then they quite a buzz, didn't it? Oh, mate. My life's never been the same since. Neil's Jester's, Neil's Grado's, man. Like, I can't eat. I can't even put into words how surreal it was going out in the street the next day and everybody 
knowing who you were. It was mental, man. It's mental. Like, it was... Because, like, no. No, like obviously ICWs became kind of a staple of Glasgow, I think, but mm-hmm. in the same way as the music scene and uh, the comedy scene and all that sort of thing. I think like ICWs like a kind of part of Glasgow. Part of Glasgow, aye, aye, totally. Yeah. Um, so like everybody's kind of known, like the wrestlers, if they walk down the street, they'll get recognised and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but back then it was all still kind of new and. The fact that they're at nine o'clock right after like EastEnders or whatever. Ah, it was a good, it was a cracking slot. Oh mate, it was unreal. And the repeats. And it I had to go and walk my dog, man. I had a panic attack. Like the, the BBC logo spinning around there. Now it's time to go to the World Insane Championship <laughs> Wrestling. They showed you Gado's house and then my living room. And I went, I was sitting in my living room looking at my living room. And I was like, hell, I need to go walk my dog, man. I'm freaking out. Why can't I watch this? <laughs> So I had to go and walk the dog for 10 minutes and then come back and compose myself. I was like, why Why are we on the telly? Like, this could either make or absolutely ruin us, man, but it, it made us Aye, that good. Because obviously the buzz continued after. You obviously had all the shows. Then um, round about this, sh- we were saying about the Shug's house party. Mm. Uh, you were saying, obviously, that was the return of Drew Galloway. Around mm. about that. Now, massive, that was. Now, obviously, it was ma- massive because he'd pretty much he'd been released about, what, three months before it? No, a lot less than that. Took a couple of months. He was no, like, it might have been like a, might have been like three or four weeks, man. It was like he technically wasn't allowed to wrestle. I still had a no compete. still have a no, no com- compete clause. No compete clause. Yeah, there was a lot, good couple of weeks left, that like or a good month or two left, that. And um, but we didn't even wrestle. So no, he just, just he just showed up. And yeah. the whole story behind that is he he said it before Paul as well. It was like everybody in their granny phoned them. Like, I remember mm. being, I was in Asda, getting a big show pin with a missus no end, and my phone just started pure like, vibrating, dancing like the toaster out of Ghostbusters, man. It was gone mental in my pocket. And it's like, everybody, Gado, everybody, Drew's just been released, Drew's just been released, Drew's just been released. And I'm like, oh, he's my mate. Like, me and Drew mm. grew up together. Like, I've known Drew since we were, like, 14, 14 year old. Like, we were here for the, the first training session ever in Scotland before there was any schools and all that. And, um, it was me and him there for that, and it was like, so, we've, we've came up together, we've been here for the very birth of Scottish, the Scottish wrestlers, we were here for, mm-hmm. like, the epicentre, like, ground zero, we were, we were here for the, the birth of it, right, so we've known each other for years and years, so my pal has just been released from his dream job, I'm not going to phone him and see if he wants to come work for me, um, so, but everybody else, their granny did, and the one person that didn't phone him was me, <laughs> I angered him. I didn't realise. So after a couple of days, I was like, "Wait, I'll phone him." He's like, "Why'd you not phone me?" Pure Rafi's nothing. I'm like, "Cause you just lost your job, mate. I was, I was concerned for you. I just didn't want to do your man." I was like, "He's like, no, like you should have phoned me." And I'm like, "Right, well, I'm phoning you now, mate." And I'm like, "So I've got this big show coming up my birthday in the, a week or two, and he's I'm like, brilliant if you can show up, man. It's a shame you can't." And he went, uh-huh. "How can I know?" And I was like, uh, and he's like, "Do I do I do it?" Aye, okay, but we need to do it and make sure nobody knows. So he didn't even tell his dad he was lying there, flew <laughs> to his dad's house in there, chatted the door and went, all right, dad, shh, don't tell anybody, I'm him. <laughs> Hid in the house, had his mates, they runs to the shops to get him like, stuff to live on and all that and get some beers because he was like basically stayed in the house for a full week, curtains shut now, because he's like, Drew, Drew stays in a wee town in the air, Drew walks down the street, people... No drug, it's Drew Galloway. Do you know what I mean? You can't mistake him for somebody else. No, so he couldn't go out. As soon as he went out and it became public that he was in Scotland, aye, people had to put two and two I together. I think it was used, pretty much used on Navy, pretty much. Uh, exactly. And um, so he hid 
we then snuck him in. It's actually a documentary. See him getting drove up, and he's got his hood on. Uh, mm-hmm. We sneak him. There's a, a, another door away, the other side, was another street away from the ABC. Mm-hmm. It's a big tunnel that goes away underneath, like jumping jacks and all that, Aye. and brings you up in the venue. So he shows up backstage, and I can remember a lot of the boys didn't know he was showing up. In fact, none of the boys knew he was showing up, and mm-hmm. none of the new style game was showing up. So they're all sitting there getting chased, and then uh, Greg and Ford walk in, and I was like, ah, is that? Is that Jack and Victor just walked in here? And then, like, ten minutes later, Drew, all right, lads, how you doing? What are you doing here? Oh, I'm back. I'm on for ICW again. What? What's happening? So, like, <laughs> uh, I snuck him in, and then I just, I'll never forget that moment, because nobody saw it coming. It was, nobody, it was a serial it, moment. It was brilliant to see. The, the crowd went absolutely nuts and, for uh, it. And me and Renfrew love uh, Ultimate Warrior. So, um, we love the bit where, in WrestleMania 8, where Hogan's getting battled after Justice, and we go, <laughs> oh, these people can't help him. I think he's getting bothered. Sid and Papa Shango. Like these people can't help him. He ain't got a friend left. And then Ultra Warriors movie hits. And he pure guns at the line for a Serena to the ring. And as I went, I remember just losing my mind, man, because mm. Warrior was was my favourite wrestler when I was a wee boy. So it was like when we went to do this, but I was like this this pop, this cheer's gonna be huge. So I was like, ran through when you when you grab when you just grab Jester, say, um, nobody can help you. You've got no friends left, and that's the line he says. Oh, and all the lights go out, and his lights go up through, standing there. And I, I was like, to him, pub your hood up and flick your hood down. So even though people know it's you, your heat's down, and I'm like, no, it can't be. And then when he flicks nah, it, it's it, like a like double level like cheer. You're like, oh my god, boom! And then it just erupts, man. It was, it was amazing, man. It was, it was a great, it was a great moment. Um, so. Mark, what we've got, we've got 15 minutes left, so I've got some questions that I've been given from a few people. If you okay. Obviously, I've got loads of questions, and for an hour it's hard to get them all in. So, a few of the ones I've got, um, one says, what would be your dream ICW match with any past or present wrestler from the from you've ever had in the last 10 years? Oh, if you just guys that worked for ICW? Just guys that worked for, guys from the past ICW and guys from the present. Oh. God. Well, a lot of the guys that actually stood the test of time are still here to this day. That's the weird thing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh my God, man! Uh, I don't even. Mate, I can't even. I, there is no an answer to that. Like, if there's a match that could happen, it's probably already happened because anybody for the past ICW that was any good is still, it's still, it's still, still working for ICW. It's still there. Aye. Um, no, just, uh, seriously, that's not a copy answer. Like, if nah, no, saying, no, like, no, 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 no. If you're saying like any wrestlers, I would. You could say something like. Renfrew and Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan and Grado. There you go, there's a match. That, that would be a match. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be something. Aye, uh, there you go. Well, this is another one, actually. This is quite a good one. Is there any wrestler that you've tried to sign for the show that you can not get? Yeah, uh, Roddy Piper. That shugs us part of what I thought about. Aye. It was a small period of time where it was going to be Roddy Piper was showing up. Mm-hmm. He was in the UK doing a spoke world tour and he was off that day. And then all of a sudden a date got added at the last minute for Cardiff. Mm-hmm. But there was a wee tiny bit of time where he was going to be the commissioner for that show. Unannounced Roddy Piper, unannounced uh, Jack Victor and then unannounced uh, Drew Galloway. Um, might as well have retired if that had happened. But um, I couldn't get him. And then I think if there's anybody else not really like... Anybody I've ever went to get, I've I've got. I tried to get Conor McGregor once. Oh really? That's not a wrestler, but aye, but still, aye. He's yeah. pretty much like a big name. Funny thing is, I emailed his agent, and I was like, even if it's a good bit of money, I was like, just for the publicity. I mean, because I did not on Sky Sports and everything. You can, no, like, you can that do that, that stuff. I um, I was like, that'd be good, but uh, his agent never got back. And then, funnily enough, 
not that long after it was when all the talk about him got to like WWE for something started and I was Aye. like ah his agent's probably seen it and thought that's a good idea we'll contact him for WWE <laughs> I was like oh rats that's not bad. That's right. actually that's quite good. So uh, Roddy picked that must have been obviously he passed away recently, so it must have been no long before that. A um, couple of years. I know, because right, after that he done he done another thing in the garage. Right. Because we were at the garage, we met him, mm-hmm. and I'd pitched an idea to him coming in. And, uh, that might have been right before it. Mm-hmm. That might have been the tour. Right. The tour might have been like a couple of days before it. Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was must have been a couple of months. It's a shame, he's a Aye. great wrestler. Uh, another one here, this is quite an interesting one, obviously as an extreme company. Uh, as a promoter from backstage, what's the most dangerous thing that's happened in the ring that's made you nervous? Uh, obviously before this we were talking about the thing where they fell off, well, that, that, that type of stuff. Everybody knows about Whippy, like getting impaled um, with a barrier, like there was a, he done a suicide dive, so he dives through the ropes and Grado, Grado hits the barrier, mm-hmm. slides back in the ring, runs fast as he can, hits Grado again, Grado hits the barrier, barrier bends, barrier bends, spoke comes out the barrier, runs back in the ring, flips out the tap rope, impales himself mm-hmm. on the barrier through his leg inside, nearly killed him, like he could have died, I that was, was ghastly, um, the thing that we got thrown off TV for where Tam's bleeding, mm-hmm. that was... Um, uh, he was bleeding profusely. I thought he was going to need to go to the hospital. That mm. was because Tam hadn't bothered to tell anybody he was a haemophiliac with thin oh, blood. So really? Tam, he's like, I'm going to do this bit where I bleed. That cool. Mm-hmm. And then he was uh, a couple weeks later, one of the, there's a kid's show in PBW running at the mm. pavilion, and I'm Aye. lying on a big roller carpet hung air. I'm just there watching and um, doing the, doing the uh, changing rooms, and, and everybody's on. Chatting and he goes, I am a like, that means you've got thin blood, Tam. Like, you shouldn't, nice. you shouldn't be bleeding then. Oh. And he's like, I know that now. I went, I know you know that now. You really died. <laughs> um, so, like, stuff like that, um, you do see some crazy, crazy stuff. You do see some really people will never understand the incredible toll it takes on somebody's body doing this. The oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People have done in ICW for uh, people's entertainment. It's unreal. Well, that's the. Because that annoys all the wrestling fans when you talk about when the, people use the word fake, uh-huh. and obviously it's, 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 it's no it's no fake. It's it's scripted. You know uh, that's the main it's thing. It's like a movie and saying it's fake. It's a movie. It's no fake. It's a, it's a movie. Do you know what I mean? It's I know exactly. Best uh, wrestling's predetermined, but it doesn't mean that when you get heavy steel chair, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean when you get like scoop slammed. I've been scoop slammed after Jackie Polo. Believe me. Oh yeah, the stri- it Jack- really hurts. Man. Jackie, Jackie can scoop slam. <laughs> Mate, tell me about it. He gave me like a big mad. Purple bruise in my side. That they, uh, I went to the doctor and they were like, I am going to get an ultrasound. And I went, How am I pregnant? Ha, and they went, Don't laugh. Went, You've ruptured your spleen. <laughs> <laughs> I had me, thank God. But uh, I just, that's just a scoop slam. Do you know what I mean? Like, people don't get like the amount of like, hurts ah, it's just so much. So even though it's, it's predetermined and there's an element there of you don't want to physically injure this person long term, mm-hmm. risks get really hurt, man. Like, mm. I just. I, 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 I loved it because been a couple of times where you get to see a radio or TV people coming. Oh, can we do, do we pretend to wrestle? And I mean, he's gonna go go in the ring I and then I'm like, the boys, go show them how to take a bump and not even get it. My just show them how to do a back bump in the ring and he's just everybody will just stop and look at their face, man. Mm-hmm. It's just you see their eyes nice. dead wide as they hit that that wooden 
canvas with metal beams under it, and they go, <laughs> I just like, aye, aye, aye. Some, you're, not, you're not playing wrestling anymore, are you? Some, uh, oh, yeah, maybe we won't do that then. Like, aye, maybe you won't, mate. Aye, maybe, I know. Aye, it's, like, it's like, aye, this is fine. Nope, I'm done. Uh, another one here. I've actually had to reword this question because my cousin gave me this one, and he said it a different way, so I'm just going to do this. Was it a risk moving one of your staple shows out of Glasgow, i.e. the square go? Yes and no, because right. it was like, I we got, might have got a bit of a backlash. I think it's people going, oh, why is it on Glasgow? But a lot of people mm-hmm. understood it's like we're trying to grow the brand. We can't obviously do Barramania outside of Glasgow. Shug's House Party is called Shug's House Party because my middle name is Hugh and my dad's name is Shug. Aye. It's his Hugh, but Shug's a Scottish mm-hmm. uh, vernacular. Um, and it's always as close as possible to my birthday, which is July 27th. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going down south to spend my birthday. So Shug's House Party it's always going to be at the ABC. And then you've got Fear and Loving, which I have no intention of ever taking out of Glasgow. Like, right. Always going to be in Glasgow. Um, so, realistically, the only event I could date with... Is the House Go. ...was Square Go. And we had to show outside of Glasgow that we care about the fans there as much as we care about the fans in Glasgow. And we had to give them something special. Newcastle's always been really good to us. We've mm-hmm. always got a really big crowd there. So I was like, so in that sense, it wasn't a risk. I knew it was going to sell it. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a risk. It was just whether or not we got a backlash. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, aye. The show seemed to have went well. I watched it on uh, ICW in the Man. We didn't even get a chance to talk about ICW in the Man. We could have been there all day in that one. But, but yeah, that was, um, it was a good show. It seemed very, like a good show. Very happy with that show. Very happy with that show. Um, Square was a horrible match to book. Uh, just so, so intricate. And, um, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. There was one of them I really wasn't happy with. It just didn't stand the test of time. So uh, would have been the, would have been the year before me or no the, the year before was it the one where because uh, Wolfgang won it last year and Dicky Divers won it the year before that. Uh, sorry, it wasn't. It might have been the Divers. It right. was the Divers one. So I really wasn't happy with the overall match and aye, uh, that was done to me a lot. So ever since then, I've just always been like I just a mission to make it as good as possible and I really think last year's was good and I think this year's one was even better I think this year's one may actually be the best square goal so far see, it is a hard match as you say because people yeah. used to think I used to think when I was younger that you just kind of know who's going to win it and let the rest of them run wild I don't really uh, know where I got this idea from, but you've got all the storylines that go with it you've uh, got the timings everything it's, so it's got to be everything's, it's like booking several matches in the one the space hardest, it's the hardest match to book see a couple of days like you'll write a thing and then it's like pure homo and McKevin oh we forgot Grado you've got a whole match <laughs> and somebody's not in it and then you put them in it and you're like oh my god hang he's not in it oh, these two people are feuding and they're not in the ring at the same time and just mad daft stuff like that and you're like oh but if they're in the ring at the same time then he's in the ring with this person that he's not allowed to be near and da 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 mate honestly by then you've got like flip charts out and you're writing big <laughs> mad things like it's it's a crime scene now like, we just 40s are people with big arrows joined up and all that and you're just like right and by the but so satisfying when you actually see it uh, play out and you're like ah, right. I think you planned the better than Vince I think Vince just think I've got 29 wrestlers I can't think who else I, there's Roman in you come I nearly, done a, <laughs> I nearly done a Vince I nearly done a Vince the other day um, if you watch it back watch his ass slide into the ring oh and nearly the, the quads oh mate <laughs> I, right so I I, I, I um, Trent and Joe, Joe Coffey are in the ring and they're having a wee push back and forward at the end. So he's got the square goal briefcase. He's got the belt. And uh, I'm about to run out and I think it was like, might have been, might have been Lionheart. Mm-hmm. Don't Evans. 
and I went, I'm going to have Billy Gunn, mate. Now, Billy Gunn used to always, like, no, sometimes he come down with just his socks on, and he'd yeah. run so fast, he'd slide and nearly slide out the other side of the ring. Mm-hmm. So I barreled down the ring, <laughs> and I had uh, the ramp, sorry, and I just slide, man. And as I slide, my knee, I've got a, uh, my, one of my knees is gubbed like Nick Hartley, do you know what I mean? Aye. So it's kind of like protruding a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it clipped the, oh. the beam at the side, right? So if you watch, it's just a brief second, you see me go, slide, Oh, oh, I nearly said it again. <laughs> I pushed myself up, and and I I stun up, and I'm limping. So if you watch it back, you can clearly see me really badly hurt my knee. So it's like after I'm saying, "Don't do events," mm-hmm. like two seconds later, I slide down, dink, and in my head I just went, "Oh no, I hope I can get up." And I just go, Arr! and push myself <laughs> up. I was like, that and fuck, I was shouting to him, "Don't!" Arr! And I remember turning around to Trent and going. I've really hurt my knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'm um, So, one last question. I've got five minutes left here. Um, we know this was was coming because we talked about it before it. What's ha- what can you tell us about WWE and obviously what's the future hold immediately for ICW in the upcoming? Oh, um, right. Uh, obviously, uh, you can only say so much. Uh, for, uh, so, for um, well, basically, we have a relationship with WWE. Um, we've provided them with footage for the UK tournament. Mm-hmm. We have provided them f- with footage for Finn Balor's bio. It was in NXT. Mm-hmm. We have gave them the footage again recently. They made another Finn Balor thing for Hi. the network. Mm-hmm. Um, we have contacts with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've obviously seen ICW wrestlers appear mm-hmm. uh, in WWE and NXT and stuff like that. Kayleigh Ray and mm-hmm. a bunch of different people. Um, so there is a relationship there. There is rumours circulating about certain things, but some of them are just rumours. Mm-hmm. So, aye. Um, aye. It's, uh, I think because we were seen at the UK tournament and because we have had footage show up on WWE TV, I think people are starting to like draw their own conclusions and just add stuff and say this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, mm-hmm. without there actually being any proof. Do you know what I mean? Like as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, on demand still gone. Would I do something with the network? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I'd be daft not you. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Mm-hmm. As of this point in time, our focus is ICW on demand. Um whether or not that changes in the future, who can say, mate? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it. But aye, that's basically all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> that's what I thought, mate. Right. So again, Mark, thanks for coming in to obviously chat with me today about this it's obviously as we, uh, we are doing this broadcast in aid of charity for Q and Review uh, Print Speaking for the Blind and Cancer Research UK uh, as part of that we are also giving away some a free uh, free prize draw and Mark is obviously is generously donating two tickets to the Baramania show yep. which I think we could uh, we should actually draw now while Mark's here if, you, if you're alright with that Aye, so all the, name, all the names are in here my name's not in here sadly but also give some shout outs to some listeners Chris Murray Derek Kernahan thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed this Mark if you could draw a name for that please mate and the name is oh, he doesn't even like wrestling <laughs> oh, I'm back in the cup man we won't even see his name he'll, he'll never know the difference mate because he's not getting two free tickets if he doesn't like wrestling Kerry McGill Carrie McGill. Carrie McGill. Carrie McGill, right. So you have she she works for the record actually. She works for Daily Record. She's probably Probably been to a show before. Probably been to stuff. Um, so <laughs> I'd Ka- give you a guest anyway, mate, <laughs> if you work for a newspaper. Yeah, so Carrie Mc- uh, 
Gary McGill, you have won the two tickets for Baramina. Use them as you please. You work with me, so get to me if you want. <laughs> but, yep, so that is the end of our chat with Mark Dallas. Again, Mark, thank you very much for coming in. Cheers for having us on, it's been a laugh. It's been good, aye, it's been good to see you say it's good. As you say the other one, it's good chatting about wrestling, people know about wrestling. Aye, uh, um, Coming up after us, we have got Graham Sloan and Declan Bryans with Demon Under the Kilt. I'm just going to play a wee song while we go away here. Um, I'll play it, because Mark's not allowed to play it. It's uh, going to be like a prayer. Uh, as you say, we've got Demon Under the Kilt, we're going to play some heavy metal. So, again, Mark, thank you, and take care. Bye. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.